everyone good evening um happy new month <laughs> the date is february 5th at exactly 8 24 p.m i'm recording a little later today sorry y'all i had such a busy day and i was really tired so i needed to rest and then you know get ready to study and be able to record so uh thanks for bearing with me but yeah, before we get started, I want to apologize for the last audio for two things. It was very noisy when I listened to it. I was flipping my Bible and you can hear all the ruffles and things like that. So please ignore that and forgive me. And also, I want to apologize for the lady's age. I'm sorry, year. I said the one who was bleeding, she was bleeding for, I think I said 16 years, but it's actually 12 years. So again, like I said, please, I encourage you all to do your research um, and not just, you know, take my full word um for every single thing that you hear also go back to god and you know ask him for confirmation ask him for more clarity so you can also study his word for yourself and know more of what god is trying to speak to you okay so let's go ahead and open up in prayers before i forget heavenly father um we just thank you so much for this day we thank you for the new month that you've allowed us to see god we thank you for all the blessings in this new year so far we thank you for your presence, your peace, your goodness, your glorious um, might. You're just so good in many and more ways than we can ever think or imagine and thank you for. We just surrender to you, God, to have your way and to do your will in our lives. Lead us and guide us to the right di directions and just cover us, God, with your most precious blood. Our prayers I get ready to share with your children, God. May you use me and speak through me, God. Holy Spirit, go before me. And for those listening, God, I pray you bless them and that may this message be a confirmation, um, an assurance, a reminder, or whatever it needs to be to those that are going to listen to this, Lord. I thank you so much. I pray to see most holy name. Amen. Okay, y'all. So today we're going to do something I have never done before, and I'm really, really excited. Um, we're going to talk about love and romance and relationships. <laughs> I'm so excited. I think relationships especially in the content of romantic relationships are so important as um you know we get older i think a lot of people especially women they start to have that desire for marriage you know their imaginary biological clock is ticking and um just you know wanting to be married for those who want to have kids they're at that stage where they desire to have kids and i'm speaking to those that are you know like a little older maybe um 25 and above or more seasoned or whatever but younger women can also desire this as well. But like I said, it's so important. And when we get to that stage where we do desire marriage, it's important that we don't rush into it and that we do our research. We take the proper steps to get the right man that we want to be with. And then for the man, they do the research and take the proper step to get the right wife and woman that they desire to be with. So we're going to talk about love. It is February and Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So what perfect month to do that then right now. So I think last week I was actually reading the book of Ruth and doing my own personal studies. I also read Genesis and, you know, I read the beginning where it talked about Adam and Eve, which is the original um, humans that God created. And they're the original creation of love as far as being in a relationship we see the first husband and wife mentioned in Genesis. And then, of course, in Ruth, it talks about, you know, relationship, Ruth and Boaz and so forth. And so I just was like, I felt, you know, like, let's kind of talk about love. I don't talk about it as I should because it is really important to understand relationships and how to 
do relationships and what to look for, how to look for. I'm not a pro relationship. I'm not a relationship expert. Just a disclaimer. I still need help in my own areas. <laughs> but I do believe that you know God has all that we need in his words. And um, when we read it and we look at those that practice this, we can get a lot of wise counsel and wisdom from their own relationship. So that's what I just want to do with you all today. I want to do a love series and I don't know how long I'm going to do it because I did read a lot of other relationships. Like I told you Adam and Eve, I did Leah, sorry, Rachel and Jacob. Um, oh, their story's a mess, but, and then of course Ruth and Boaz. But anyway, since today we're focusing on Ruth and Boaz, I don't know how long this love series is going to go on for. It might just be one or whatever God leads me to, so we'll see. But anyway, so let's go ahead and get started. Please, again, I would recommend you read the whole thing. It's literally four chapters, it's not long at all, and it's very enjoyable. Like, I love the story, and I've read it plenty of times. Every time I read it, I always get something completely different and completely new. So I would definitely urge and recommend you all to start reading this. And so the way I'm going to do this, right, I'm going to give advice to men and to women. I'm going to give things that men should look for in a wife and what women should look for in a husband. And then I'm also going to talk about different character traits that a man and a woman should have before they get to that stage of marriage. It's not going to be too organized. I'm just going to go as I read um, in the chapters and in the verses. So um, I hope it's not too, you know. Um, all, all over the place. It shouldn't be because I'm just going to go in order as far as how I read it. Okay, so let's go ahead. We're in chapter one. It's only four chapters, like I said. It's a very, very short and amazing story. I would recommend you all read it. So um, yeah, we're going to go to chapter one, skip to verse seven, 16 to 17. Um, just in the top as a summary, right? No. So Naomi had two daughters-in-law, Ruth and Oprah. Uh, Naomi's husband and her two sons, they died. So therefore, her and her two daughters-in-law all became widows. And so Naomi just decided, well, I no longer need to be in this land. So by the way, they had fled, right? They had fled from this land and they went somewhere else. I think a famine was going on, if I remember. Um, but anyways, whatever. Yes, there was a famine in the land. So they fled. Uh, from Bethlehem to Judah, which I'm sure they went there to get food, work, and whatever they needed to escape the famine for. Famine is just, you know, a drought. It's crops, food, things like that. So anyways, Naomi's saying, well, I no longer have husband, uh, my husband or my son. There's no reason for me to stay in this land anymore. I'm going to go back to my own hometown. And so she goes and then, you know, she urges her two daughters-in-law to go back to their own hometown. And Ruth decides to say, no, I'm going to stay with you. So this is where we meet in verse 16 to 17. I'm going to read it. But Ruth replied, do not urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me. Be it so, be it ever so severely. If even death separates you and me. And so what I really like about that is that it shows Ruth's desire to have a relationship with God, 
right? She wanted to know God and to have a relationship with him for herself. She told Naomi that your God will be my God, meaning I'm going to know the God that you know and the God that you serve. And so that shows that Ruth desired to have that relationship with God. Why is this important for men and women to pay attention to? Um, like I said, I hope, I don't know if everyone that listens to me is Christian. And if you're not, that's, you know, fine. You can still listen to me. But for those that are Christian, because that is my, my, um, my audience that I, I mostly speak to, I'm Christian and everything I say is Christian based. Um, but anyway, so for those that are Christians, right, it's important that you have a relationship with God for yourself, not looking for the God that your mom serves or whatever. And what that means is that don't depend on your own parents' faith to save you. You need to have your own personal relationship with God. And when that's important because when you do start looking for a spouse, you need to make sure that they too have a relationship with God. Women just don't say, oh, well, he believes in God or he believes in the world and spirits. No, they have to have a relationship. Relationship is intimate, right? And so you should test them, test them by their spirit, test them by their relationship, test them by the walk. How do they live their life? And if you see that this person is wayward and they tell you that they're Christian, they tell you that they have a relationship with Christ, chances are they don't. And it's not a close relationship. You know, I think now in society where we live in, a lot of people claim to know God and believe in God. But when you look at the way that they live their life, it's so contrary to how God clearly tells us to live in the Bible. The things that he tells us not to do, the sins that he tells us not to commit, those are things we should look out for. Not just the the word, right? Not just the name. Um, I did a, a podcast a few weeks ago, talked about, you know, the difference between a Christian and a Christ follower. There's a difference. Those who just claim that they're a Christian and then they know God versus those who truly want to follow Christ and live their life for him. You're going to notice the way that they act is so different. The things that they believe in and how they speak is different. And so that's really important. First of all, you must have a relationship with God in order to have a godly marriage, in order to be in a relationship, right? Be an individual, be a whole and have Christ as your Lord and Savior and have that relationship with him. And so why is that important? Because the closer we are to God and we have a relationship with him, he teaches us how to love. He teaches us how to do relationships with other, right? Because you get to know God, you know his personalities, you're open with him, you're vulnerable with him. That's the same thing that's going to apply when you have that spouse. You're going to be open with that spouse. You're going to have a conversation with them. You're going to be vulnerable with them, right? So God really is the the, the building block of how a relationship should look like and his love is great and he teaches you how to look for love because of Christ's love for you you can know what to look for in a spouse because whatever God shows and treats you and how he loves you is how you should want your spouse to treat you yes they're going to be not perfect they're human beings but it should come a little close right so that's number one having a relationship with Christ and of course being whole being your own person Another thing I want to point out is that Ruth was very faithful. She was committed to Naomi despite the hard times. She knew that Naomi couldn't give her, you know, husband anymore because Naomi, you know, she was very sarcastic. She was like, well, I'm old. Am I going to have a son and you like marry my son? And if I do have a son, are you going to wait till he's like at the age to marry before you marry him? (laughs) So I really love that part. But all she was just saying is that I have nothing to offer you, Ruth. So why don't you just go back home? And so Ruth knew that she couldn't have another son through Naomi, 
but she was committed to her despite the hard times. And that's such an important quality to have because marriage, I'm sure, is not going to be easy. There's going to be hard times up and down within marriage. And so it's important that man and woman are both committed, right? They know how to withstand trials and they can be faithful to the person that they choose to be with. And so Ruth had that character trait. She was faithful to Naomi despite the hard times that they were um, facing. And so we're going to move on to chapter two. Yep, like I said, please go read it. It's very short and I'm not going to read the whole thing and cover everything. I just want to, you know, point out the parts that are really important and um, that I got as far as developing yourself in a relationship and so forth. And so moving on to chapter two, this is verse um, two. It says, And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grains behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Ruth, sorry, Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. And so the reason I wanted to point that out was that I liked that Ruth was hardworking, right? She had a job. She had her own thing going for her. She wasn't sitting around like a princess and sleeping beauty waiting for a man to, Oh, dance of distress can save me. <laughs> She had something going for herself. And so what that tells me is that ladies, do not wait on a man to come rescue and save you. Because if you do, you're going to depend on him. And he's going to use that and manipulate, not all men, but you know, a man can take that and manipulate manipulate you with it. Oh, she doesn't have money. That means she depends on me and all that. But a man doesn't want a liability. He wants a helper. And so the way you help him is by helping yourself, right? Show that you can help. Show that you're a hard worker. Show that you have something going on for yourself. And so just don't sit and wait on a man to come save you. Have your own life. Do your own thing, you know? And Ruth was doing that. She was busy. She was working and so forth. And so we're going to move on to chapter, sorry, verse 3. So... She went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was a clan of Elimelech. And so I like that because when you're in sync with God's plans, God will always align your life to exactly where you need to be. So just being busy doing what God called you to be, you'll find that he'll position you in the right place to meet your spouse. And so something I've noticed, even in, um, in Genesis, right? I noticed that at first I always had this conception that it's a man that finds a wife. Yes, that's very true. But what I noticed is that God always brings the wife to the man. And it's the man's duty to recognize her as his wife. So God will bring your wife and place her in front of you, basically. And then you would have to be the man to recognize her and say, hmm, this is bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. You know, I would call her my wife or woman or whatever. And so I think back in, in Genesis, Adam was sleeping and then God formed Eve out of his rib and he placed Eve in front of Adam. God brought Eve to Adam. And so when Adam woke up, he was like, whoa, this is my wife. He recognized her for who she was and he claimed her as his wife. And here too, right in verse three, Naomi was, I'm sorry, Ruth was placed in Boaz's field. God brought Ruth in the midst of Boaz's presence. Boaz didn't have to go like searching so hard. And so what that tells me, man, is that when you're at that stage when you're ready for a wife, 
pray that God brings your wife to you and also pray that God opens your eyes to recognize her for your wife. I'm sure there's going to be so many women that you see that are beautiful and all these other things, but you have to be careful to discern the right woman, right? And so that's really important to recognize. I literally learned that because I always thought the man is the one that um, goes and searches the wife. Kind of like they say, he who who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord in Proverbs. But yes, he, I think what they mean by that is that he who recognizes his wife, because here and all the stories I've read, even um, Jacob and Leah, sorry, Jacob and Rachel, Rachel was taken from her own hometown and brought to Jacob's own land. So God brought Rachel to Jacob. God brought Eve to Adam. And now God brought Ruth in the midst of Boaz field. And so that's something that you should be careful to, to be aware of, right? God will bring the woman. And another thing about Ruth is that women just just be patient, right? Be patient. I know it's going to take time. I know a lot of women who are out there looking for marriage. It can be hard. It can be frustrating. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm at that point. I want to have a kid, whatever. But be patient and just know that God is going to bring you to the right man. And the right man is going to recognize you as his wife. But just keep doing the things that you're called to do right align with God's presence Ruth literally was just working gleaning in the field she didn't know that she was going to meet her husband that day but she was busy doing the Lord's she was busy serving right because she wasn't getting food for herself she was getting food for her and her mother-in-law Naomi so Ruth was serving she was busy doing work and so she happened to be in sync with God's will and was found at the right position at the right time at the right place And so here's where we introduce Boaz, right? So we're going to go down to verse 4 and 6. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it just, to summarize that, right? It talks about Boaz was now asking um, the other harvesters. It said he was just saying like, who is this woman? Like, oh, she cute. Like, who's that? (laughs) So anyways, I'm sure he noticed Ruth. He did. And he was asking about her. He had never seen her. You know, maybe she was beautiful, whatever. But anyways, he asked about Ruth and that's four to six right and the reporters they had good news to say about her they told him that she came back from um uh wherever they had came from her and naomi and they came together so these are things that boaz harvesters were telling boaz about ruth and the reason i want to point that out is that first of all boaz had met ruth at the right time what it also tells me about boaz is that he was a working man Boaz was coming back, right? So where had he, he's a businessman. He owns a field, he owns a farm. And so he was coming back from business. It tells me that he's busy, right? He's not just sitting at home playing video games. He's a hardworking man. He had money. He had money, right? Because he had a business. You can tell he had money and he was financially mature and organized because he had a business. So what does that tell me, men? Have money, please. Women like money, right? And not not in a shallow way, but like in a way where you can take care of them, you can um, provide for them, right? You don't have to be a millionaire, but you have to be able to take care and provide for a woman because a man is called to be the head of a household. So it's important that to be that head, you can provide for those underneath you. And so Boaz showed that he was capable to be that head. He had a field he or business, which was a farm and his huge field. He had land. It showed that he was investing. He was wise. He was wise with his money. And he was looking for ways to develop and to grow in his financial career. 
And so that's really important for men to note, right? And for, of course, for men, women to look for. Don't be with the man that doesn't have a job, woman. If you're looking to get married, he's not going to take care of you. If a man doesn't have a job or a business or some source of income, that's not a husband yet. Because a husband, God is not going to give you a husband that cannot take care of you. Not at all, because men are supposed to take care of women, right? They're the head. And of course, the women, they, say, they help the man in whatever they have going on. And so um, another thing I want to point out in that is that, yeah, is that, um, what's it called? Your spouse would do research on you. And so that's so important, right? Just don't find anybody that looks attractive and say, wow, this is the person I'm going to be with. Boaz did research, right? He asked the other harvesters, like, who is this lady? Tell me about her. And it's important, ladies and men, right? Your character goes a long way. You never know who knows who. It's such a small world. You'd be so surprised. And the people that you know, know the people that you don't know, of course, right? And the people that you do know, they all kind of know each other somehow. And so that's really important because you have to make sure that you are a good person, right? The things that you do affect others. How you treat people. Are you kind? Are you nice? Are you helpful? What, who you are is going to affect the people that you attract in your life. And so when someone asks about you, you don't have a good reputation, then that's, that's not going to be good for you, right? If your husband is like, hey, like, tell me about this girl. And they're just like, nah, stay away from her. She's mean. She's selfish. You know, she's a liar, whatever. That guy is not even going to want to check for you because he's going to say, hmm, well, that's not a woman I want to marry. And vice versa for a man, if a woman asks about you and you don't have these good character traits in place then they're not going to want to check for you or they're not going to want to be your wife and so what that means is that you need to work on yourself you need to work on being a good person not just to, to, to get a wife or to get a husband but to just be a good person right treat others kindly um, because your reputation is going to carry you your reputation i'm sorry it's going to follow you it's going to go a long way so be careful how you live your life that really matters and so we're going to move on to verse 8, verses 9. Let me see. Okay, so now Boaz, I guess he had approached Ruth. He said to her, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in the other fields and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along the women I have told the men to not lay a hand on you. Um, and where, and whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. Hmm, I love this so much because it shows many things about what you should look for in a man. Boaz demonstrated leadership skills, right? First of all, he had workers. So in order to have workers and to let them know what to do, he told the men, don't touch this lady. You know, he had everything and he told Ruth, here's what you should do. So it showed leaders, right? He was great at planning. And so... Men, women sometimes like to like you to tell them what to do in a sense we're like have a plan right let them know okay this is what I want you to do this is what I have in mind for us in, in order for me to keep you safe in order for you to be prosperous and so Boaz had those qualities and so another thing I liked is that again Boaz recognized Ruth as his wife and so for women it's important that you pay attention to how a man treats you you will tell that this is a man that you should possibly not every man that treats you good as your husband right there's a lot of men who would maybe just act 
like they like you and act like they're kind or whatever because they like you or whatever but it's important that you look at how a man treats you right because when a man likes you and he wants to be your husband and that's the man that God has for you he'll treat you with kindness he'll be a provider he'll want to protect you he'll want to care for you he'll be kind and all these things you won't have to question his character and the reason I say that was because Boaz was like I told the man not to lay a hand on you right Boaz was protective of Ruth he wanted to make sure she was safe he wanted to provide that safe haven for her and he wanted to provide for her he said stay in my field and glean you know harvest the crops that my my workers are going to leave for you he wanted to take care of her so what that showed is showed his his stewardship his leadership over um her, her you know wanting to provide and take care of her and, and everything like that and then so going down to verse 9 at this she bowed down with her face to the ground she asked him why have i found such favor in your eyes that you notice me a foreigner foreigner <laughs> so anyway <laughs> uh yeah so for men your wife will be respectful right she'll honor you do not be with the woman that disrespects you and does not honor you because that woman is not your wife you would tell a woman is your wife because of how she respects and honors you ruth bowed down to the ground she showed boaz reverence and honor and she was kind too right she was kind to him and helpful and so another thing is that i want to point out is that your husband will notice you amongst many other women right like i said earlier there's so many beautiful men and women in this world there's so many people that are attractive but when you know that that's the person for you they will stand out amongst others it's not even their looks it's just something about them will stand out and draw you to them and you'll be like what is this that i'm i'm just attracted to this person you would know right i hate that cliche saying like when you meet the one you will know and I do believe that's true because a lot of couples I've spoken to and interviewed, they always say that, right? They always say there's just this knowing because you have this attraction to them, not in a sexual way, but like they just stand out to you. And Boaz noticed Ruth, right? He noticed her amongst others. And so she found favor in his eyes. And so going on to uh, verse 11, right? Boaz uh, said that, he was telling Ruth, right? Because Ruth asked him, well, how did you, why do I find favor in your eyes? You know, things like that. And so then Boaz re replied that I basically did research on you. I Googled you. Not really, of course, there, this is different times. But in today's society, right? It's like I Googled you. I asked about you. And people told me that you're X, Y, Z. And so in, in her case, people had told Boaz that she left with her mother-in-law to come take care of him, of her after the death of her husband. And so it's important that you pick a wife with noble character, right? Um, do your research. Just don't look at her looks and think that this is enough. But no, ask God for discernment. Make sure that she's a woman of noble character. Um, because Ruth, again, she was a woman of noble character. She showed care. She cared for her mother-in-law. She was a good person and people had good things to say about her. So moving on to verse 12. Um, Boaz said, may the Lord repay you for what you've done may you be richly rewarded by the lord the god of israel under whose wings you have come to take refuge and so ladies it's so important that you be with the man that like i said earlier has a relationship with god not just knows god but is in 
relation with him, has an intimate relationship with him because you want a man that can pray for you, right? And the Bible talks about a husband is basically the priest to his wife in, in, in his household. And so what a priest does is that a priest prays for you, right? A priest can bless you. Boaz was doing all this in um, verse 12. This is still chapter 2. So Boaz did all these things and you want a man that can pray for you. You want a man that knows God and you can trust that his relationship with Christ is good, right? Because this is what Boaz did. He blessed Ruth. He prayed for her basically. And so going on to verse 13, again, you just don't want to be with any random man, right? Make sure you're with a man of God that has godly character traits and can also pray for you and you can trust that he is in close relation with God. I don't know why I had to say that twice, but I feel like someone needed to hear it twice. And so moving on to 13, um, then Ruth said, may I continue to find favor in your eyes, my Lord? She said, you have put me at ease by speaking kindly to your servant. Do I do not, do I do not have the standing of one of your servants? And so what I love about this is that um, again, right, there's that cliche saying, like, when you meet the one, you just know you have peace about it. But in essence, you kind of will. It talked about Ruth having ease with, with Boaz. And so what does ease mean? I looked at my handy dandy dictionary.com. <laughs> it means tranquil rest, comfort, freedom from concern, anxiety. So Ruth had peace. She had peace that hmm, this is a man that like I just feel peace at peace with, right? I feel safe with him. And so that's so important with women to notice. If you're with somebody and you don't have peace with them, right? You don't feel safe. That is a red flag. That's something to pay attention to. Likewise with men, if you, you're with a woman and you don't feel that, that is a red flag and something to look out for. And so Again, this Boaz was very kind to her, right? Ruth was like, I found favor in your eyes. He was kind to Ruth. And so moving on to 14 and 16. Um, so anyways, Boaz gave Ruth bread and dipped it in vinegar to dip it in vinegar. And she ate so much that she was so full and she had a lot of leftovers. And so what that tells, and then also going, yeah, and then... 14 to 16, I'm sorry. But yeah, so Boaz gave Ruth food. She ate, she was so full, she had a lot of leftovers. And on top of that, he gave her more food. He gave her stocks to take home for her mom-in-law. And so what I love about this is that men, women like to eat. <laughs> I'm sure men like to eat too, but right? Take a woman out, right? Take her to eat, take her on a date, court her. Just don't be like, hey, come to my house, let's chill. No, take her out and dine her, right? Women like to eat and Boaz understood that concept, right? He fed Ruth. He was like, I know this woman likes to eat and she's maybe hungry. So let me give her something to eat. And he wasn't, you can tell that he's not a stingy man. He was very generous. He let her eat as much as she could, right? He didn't maybe make fun of her. She felt comfortable to eat. And I feel like, well, I have to be a lady and only eat a little portion. No, I'm sure he made her feel comfortable to the point where she ate and had a lot of leftovers to the point where he was so generous and told her, take some home. So be with the man that is generous. Be with the man that can provide for you, right? Be with the man that can feed you and court you and date you and take you out. Not just a man that tells you to come hang out, hang out at his house, you know, for whatever reason. If he's not taking you out and courting you and dating you, then that's not a man you should be with, right? Because the husband's going to want to feed you. He's going to want to take care of you. And so he did all these things for Ruth. And even he was so thoughtful. He cared about the mother-in-law. So be with a man that cares about family, right? And Boaz was this man. 
he gave her extra stocks to take home, bundles of stocks to take home for her mother-in-law because he really wanted to, I guess, make a, a good impression on her or he was just a generous and kind man. Who knows? Okay, so going on to verse 18. So she carried in back to town and her mother-in-law saw how much she had gathered. Ruth also brought out and gave her what had she had left over after she had eaten enough. And so what this tells me is that Ruth is nurturing, right? She cares for her mother-in-law. She brought her back food. She's a kind woman. She's caring. You know, she's sweet. She's loving. She can take care of the household, things like that. And so women, it's really important that you have those qualities, especially if you're looking to be a mom, right? You need to be nurturing. You don't become nurturing when you have kids, but you practice right now with your family, with your friends, with those around you. How can you show care for people in your everyday life? Ruth showed that. She was very nurturing. And so moving on to 19 to 20, here is Ruth is just telling her like, yeah, Boaz gave me all these things because Naomi adds like, oh, dang, like who gave you all these crops and all that? And so Ruth is just, you know, filling her mom up on like the tea, the gossip. <laughs> and so I liked, I wanted to highlight that part because what I noticed is that Ruth had wise counsel, right? She sought out her mother-in-law. She did her own research because Ruth was kind of, or I'm sorry, yeah, Ruth was telling her mom about Boaz and all the good things that he had done for her. And then in return, Naomi was telling her that Boaz is a good man. She said, I quote, he has not stopped showing his kindness to the living and to the dead. And so Ruth did her own research. She just didn't go off of, okay, well, he treated me nice and he gave me food. Like I said, right, if a man likes you, he's going to be kind to you no matter what, right? But you don't know if he's truly a good person. Anyone that likes you can be nice to you, but you don't know how they treat other people. And so it's really important that you do your research outside of just how he treats you. What do other people say about this man? And so other people had good things to say about Boaz, right? He was kind and he hasn't stopped showing kindness to just the living and to the dead. And so it's important, y'all, do your research on the people you're looking to marry. And so moving on to the 20, verse 23, this is the last verse of chapter two before you move on. And so Ruth stayed close. Okay, so I'm sorry. So Ruth had one, let me give you a summary. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Ruth went back to the field and all that, right? And this is what happened. So Ruth stayed close to the women of Boaz to glean onto the barley and wheat harvest were finished. And she lived with her mother-in-law. I wanted to highlight this part. I just thought it was interestingly odd that they had to add the part. She lived with her mother-in-law. And so I was like, hmm, why did they add this part? I could be wrong. I don't know. But I thought, does that mean that? I mean, again, I could be wrong. Like this, this is different times. I know back then, women typically, they didn't leave their parents' house until they got married. And so what if God is telling us that that's maybe the customs, right? Maybe we shouldn't leave our father and mother's house until we're ready to cleave to our husbands and wives and so forth. And so like it says, right, a man shall leave his mom and his, his mother and his father and cleave to his wife. I don't know. I just wanted to point that out. That really just stuck out to me. And I thought it was really interesting that they had to highlight that she stayed with her mother-in-law like we already knew she was living there but they had to say it for some reason so what if that's what it means right for those who may be in a rush to leave their mom's house and whatever maybe God is saying stay there until I bring your husband to you or bring you to your husband I should say <laughs> 
Okay, so we're going to move on to chapter 3. Okay, so this is verse 1, right? I'm going to read this. It says, On one day, Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi, said to her, My daughter, I must find a home for you where you will be well provided for. And so I like that because it shows that Ruth's season of marriage had arrived. Everyone's marriage season comes at different times. And so it's important that we don't compare ourselves with others, right? If you you see all your friends, people, cousins, whatever, getting married, don't be like, oh my gosh, God has forgotten about me. No, your season has not yet arrived. You haven't yet met your spouse. And so it's important that we're patient in that season. I know it can be really hard and frustrating and annoying, especially when you desire marriage, you know, a lot. But um, God has a season and time for everything under sun. So it's important that we wait on our season because Ruth and Boaz, they knew each other, right? This is chapter three. They had known each other for a while now, and but they weren't ready to marry yet. And so it wasn't their season. And so the season finally came and Naomi recognized that. So she told Ruth, I got to find you a husband or find you a home and things like that. So it's important to be patient and wait on your season. And so we're going to go down to verse three. So now again, Naomi's telling Ruth, I got to find you a place to go, right? And obviously Naomi had recognized that Boaz was the man that Ruth should marry. And so here is where Naomi was giving Ruth counsel. Again, like I said, right, it's important to have wise counsel um, to give you good advice on what to do. This part is a little odd, you know, it's, it's, it's in different times. So <laughs> I always kind of laugh at this part, but hey, it's their customs and maybe that's what they did back then. But anyways, I love the advice that Naomi gave Ruth. Women, please listen up. It's very, very, very important. I'm going to read it, right? It says, this is what Naomi said to Ruth. Wash, put on perfume, and get dressed in your best clothes. Then go down to the threshing floor, but don't let him know you are there until he has finished eating and drinking. Okay, I love this so much because it's so important for us as men and women, but mostly women to look presentable, right? Why? Because men are visual creatures. I know sometimes a lot of Christian women think like because you're Christian, you can't look sexy. You can't, you know, look attractive. No, like that's not true. Don't look sexy as in like look provocative, but it's okay to look sexy and have class, right? It's okay to to dress nice, to wear, wear nice clothes, to do your hair, get your nails done, take care of yourself, put on perfume, look good because men are attracted to what they see initially sorry they really are right men are visual creatures and so if you're a good woman and a great you have a good heart but then you dress frumpy you smell bad you have you know wrinkly clothes you don't take care of yourself your hair is unkempt a man is not going to recognize he's not honestly going to want to look past your physical looks to get to know your character he's not i'm sorry he's really not that's just the reality of the world we live in and so it's really important that we are women that are presentable we dress nice right the proverbs 31 woman she had she was a well put woman she was a fine woman she was she took care of herself she wore clothes of linen garments she had silk she was a woman that was presentable you know she had perfume that says she she wore myrrh and all that and so please do not let the do not be deceived right (laughs) you need to look good (laughs) 
right and again you don't have to dress according to the world's custom and standards please i'm not i'm not suggesting that at all right i'm suggesting that you look presentable but make sure that you're comfortable in your skin but look good right and that can look different for every woman men like a feminine woman they want to see a woman that is clean and put together you know wear dresses just don't wear black we're we're colors look like a woman you know look like something a man somebody a man will be attracted to i don't know how hard i can stress this but men are visual creatures they honestly are attracted to you first by what they see and then they get to know you it sucks but that's just how they are women on the other hand we just love the heart right <laughs> we care about looks but not as much honestly but again please look good because your husband might not recognize you because he doesn't know you right he doesn't notice you i'm sorry he doesn't see that you're the type of woman he'll want to be with because men they also take pride in that like my woman looks good and you know she's well put together and so moving on to verse five ruth answered i'm sorry i will do whatever you you say ruth answered and so this was after naomi had given her advice to go to boaz place and you know lay down at his feet and all these other things that I guess was your customs back then I don't know but anyways Ruth responded and she said I will do whatever you tell me to do and the reason I want to highlight this is because it's important to have people involved in your dating process for men and for women do not think that I can do it alone and deceive yourself because when you do things alone you miss out on on seeing the things that you need to see right but do relationship in a community just don't invite every and anybody into your relationship but you know have have a few people that you're accountable to have some people you can go to for advice and wise advice and say hey well this guy didn't call me you know like what's going on or this girl she's ignoring my calls or whatever your issues are it's important that you talk to somebody and you do the relationship process it can be hard it can be challenging it can be confusing and so when you have other people to help guide you and to give you advice and counsel it makes it a little easier and they can see things that maybe you don't see because you're involved in it and so Ruth was receptive to involve her her mother-in-law in her in her relationship process and because of that Naomi was giving her advice that will help her you know to get this husband and would help her to be noticed or whatever and I don't you know something I had to kind of like read over and over was that at first I thought Ruth was like pursuing Boaz but she wasn't you know because again women please do not pursue a man like men are the pursuers women are not the pursuers what I think Ruth was doing was she was positioning herself and that's important for women to also know right women you gotta know how to position yourself don't do not pursue do not chase please do not chase and pursue a man but know how to position yourself right if you know that okay and don't be fake with it right <laughs> like kind of like ruth she knew that okay boaz is going to be at this place tonight uh what, is, what was he doing he was i think preparing the wheat or something yes they're winnowing winnowing I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> they were winnowing the barley, but what that means is that they were separating the grain, right? And so she knew where Boaz was going to be. And so she was like, hmm, well, he's going to be here tonight. I'm going to go there. And so position yourself, right? Do not chase a man. Just be in position for him to notice you. And when he does, he's going to make the move, right? He's going to be the one to take the lead. Honestly, some men, not all, but some men are shy. And some men kind of need that woman to give them the green light that 
hey, you can make the move. And I think that's what Naomi recognized with Boaz. Maybe he was a shy man. I don't know. And so she needed Ruth to position herself and to give Boaz a green light that you can, it's okay. You can, you can talk to me. You can, you know, uh, whatever was going on. And so with women, for example, if you go out, right, and you're at an event and you notice like a man is looking at you, smile at him, right? Make eye contact, give him the green light to know that, hey, it's okay to approach me. And so I think that's what Ruth was doing in a sense. She was positioning herself, maybe a little, again, this is different times, (laughs) you know, different times, different cultures and customs, but that's what I see Ruth doing here. She wasn't chasing Boaz. She wasn't pursuing him. No, she was positioning herself. So do not misread that and think that I got to chase this man. I got to call him a million times and blow up his phone and invite him out for dinner. No, please do not do that woman. Um, Let that man pursue you, but make sure you're giving him the green light to know that it's okay to pursue me. Right. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Talk about love. It's so funny. (laughs) Okay. Um, <laughs> so let's go on to verse 9. I'm going to read this in the message translation because I really like what it said. Okay, so verse 9 says, He said, This is when, you know, Ruth went and positioned herself to Boaz. She laid her at his feet. And so he was like, Who's this? Like, who are you? And I'm going to read it. He said, And who are you? She said, I am Ruth, your maiden. Take me under your protecting wing. You're my close relative, you know, in the circle of the covenant redeemers. You do have the right to marry me. So again, Ruth was giving Boaz the green light. She was like, yes, Boaz, it's okay for you to marry me. It's okay for you to pursue me. I'm letting you know, like, what's up? What's good? You, you can, you know, pursue me. And another thing I want to point out is that Ruth made her intentions clear, right? Women, when you get in the dating phase, especially with a man that you feel like, okay, this is who I want to marry. And you see that, um, well, first of all, have, have your intentions clear, right? Always know what you want before you even start dating. Are you looking to, to, to be married? Are you looking to get to know people, to collect data, which is, you know, what I consider dating? Or are you looking to be exclusive and make your intentions clear? And I think Ruth did that here. She wasn't confused on what she wanted because when you're confused, you're going to let a man who doesn't have real and serious intentions drag you all around, right? So it's important that you allow a man to state his intentions and you do the same too. Know what you want and what your expectations are. Okay, I want to get married in two years. I'm not just looking to be dating for fun. Like, I'm looking to be married. Let a man know that, right? Or, you know what? I'm still deciding to get to know people and deciding what I'd like. Let a man know that too. Do not confuse him and do not confuse yourself also. And so Ruth was clear on that and she told Boaz, hey, you know, I need you to protect me or whatever. And she was giving him the green light to say, it's okay for you to pursue um, me as well. And so of course with that, right, Boaz was like, okay, cool. Like I I like you and I'm willing to pursue you and I want to marry you and so forth. And so it goes on to verse 13. I'm going to jump down there. Boaz told Ruth to stay here for the night and in the morning, if he wants to do his duty as the guardian redeemer, good, let him redeem you. And so when Boaz was talking to Ruth about marrying and pursuing her, he told her that there was another man in line who was next of kin to marry Ruth. And so then Boaz was letting her know that if this man wants to do the duty, then, you know, he was an honorable man. I'm going to let him do what he got to do. But if he doesn't, then I will go ahead and redeem you. You know, it shows that he was a man of, of honesty. He had integrity. He wasn't willing to say, you know what? I love Ruth so much. I'm just going to jump ahead and ignore our traditions and customs and marry her for myself. But he was he had integrity to do things the right way. 
So that's also important, right? Look for an honest man, a man who has integrity. And another thing was that Boaz was willing to commit to her. He did not play no games. Boaz was willing to marry this woman. Um, and I'll talk more about it in verse 14 and 15. It says that... Um, actually, no, let, let me just hunt, hound on, the, on that because verse 14 and 15 is, is different. Um, but yeah, Boaz was willing to commit to her, right? He wanted to marry Ruth and she wasn't questioned about his his commitment to her he was willing to commit he told her that if the guy doesn't do it I will do it he was willing and guess what he was at the position to do so we talked about earlier right he was he already had protective skills he um, was a provider he had a job he had a business he was wise with his finances so Boaz had been preparing himself to become a husband and so had Ruth right she had been working she was taking care of her mother-in-law she was developing skills she had good quality she was a noble woman so it's important that men and woman you prepare for your spouse you just don't think you become a husband or a wife when you get married no you got to prepare right now you got to start developing yourself in the areas that you're weak in and growing and and strengthening those areas because when you do get a spouse that's not no time to be practicing you should come in there already equipped with all the tools that you need not all but most of the tools that you need in order to become this person for them you really never know when your season is going to end um, just like Ruth and Boaz season came to, to pass as far as marriage, but it's important that you are preparing right now. So when that season comes, you are ready and you're not feeling like I got to play catch up, right? Random, but it reminds me of a story in, um, I think Luke, it's in the New Testament where God gave the parable of um, the brides, right? The ones with the candle, uh, a few of the brides, they went back to, to fill their lamp. And so they came and they missed the bridegroom. And so what that tells me is that you have to be always prepared. You've got to start preparing right now. You never know when your season is going to come. And you don't want it to come and you're not ready. Because pity the woman that's not ready. Pity the man that's not ready. You're going to miss that season because you didn't do the work in your single season. Your single season is not to be wasted, right? It's supposed to be grooming, preparing you for whatever God has in store for you. Developing those skills that your husband and your wife is going to need when you all join together as one. So please prepare. Do not waste your single season. Get busy doing what God has called you to do. Get busy in purpose. Get busy serving others. You know, developing yourself, uh, working on your finances, doing whatever God has asked you to do. Be prepared and be busy in the Lord's um, work. And so moving on to verse 14 and 15, it says... (laughs) So she lay at his feet until morning, but got up before anyone could be recognized. And he said, no one must know that a woman came to the threshing floor. He also said, bring me the the shawl you are wearing and hold it out. When she did, he poured into it six measures of barley and placed the bundle on her. Then he went back to town. Okay, so what I liked about this was that um, Boaz wanted to cover Ruth, right? He wanted to cover her shame. In verse 14, he told her that no one can recognize, can see you, and no one can know that you came here. And so a husband is going to want to cover you at all times. He's going to want to protect you. He's not going to want to embarrass you, right? And so Boaz did this. He didn't want to embarrass Ruth. He didn't want people to know like, whoa, a woman, oh my gosh. I don't know going to maybe gossip about her. I don't know if women were not allowed in a threshing hold. I don't know. But he told her that no one can know that you came here. And he was also a man who had, um, 
what is the word godly character traits and what i mean by that is that he didn't have sex with her notice that right boaz was not here tempting ruth he was not here trying to get in her pants he was not here trying to take advantage of her boaz was a man of integrity he has a man that truly had godly character character traits right because he wasn't a man that said oh i love you then one minute shouldn't sleep with her nah boaz had integrity and he also wanted to honor her and honor her body and I know that he didn't sleep with her is because it tells us that she laid at his feet until morning. So yes, she did spend the night, but she laid at his feet. They weren't together. They didn't have sex. And so Boaz wanted to honor Ruth and even more to the point where he wants to protect her, not to bring shame by telling her that don't let anyone see you, right? Go at this time of the night so that way you can go in, in, in private or whatever. And so back in the Old Testament, right, when you had sex with a woman, you were already automatically married to her. And if you touched a woman anyway, you had to marry her because that was going to bring shame onto her and her family. And so Boaz understood that concept and he didn't want to shame this woman, right? He didn't want to dishonor her by having sex with her when he wasn't married to her. And so she slept at his feet, right? He was an honorable man. And so, woman, that's something you got to pay attention to. If you're with a man and he says he's Christian, but this man wants to sleep with you every chance he gets, and I get it, right? Men are sexual creatures and whatever the case might be, but a godly man is going to want to protect you. He's going to want to honor you. He's going to want to do things with you the right way. And so, if a man is telling you that he's Christian, but then you see that he doesn't act according to Christian traits, he wants to sleep with you, he's always telling you to come over his house late at night at you know, 2 a.m. in the morning. That's not a man of God. That's not a man that truly wants to honor you, right? And like that that old saying, why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? If you're getting all these benefits as a man, you're not going to want to marry this woman. And as a wife, if you're giving all these benefits as a wife, he's not going to care. Like he's not going to treat you with respect and honor. So it's, in care, it's, it's important that you honor your body as a woman and make sure that you don't give yourself up to just any random man, right? Give yourself up to your husband, Right? He has to make that commitment first and show you that he's the guy that can protect you and be your head and all these other things. And men, right? it's also important that you also are a man that can honor this woman. Right, If you love a woman and you're a Christian man, honor her. Do not put her in tempting situations. You two do not be both in tempting situations, right? Flee from sexual immorality, the Bible tells us. So it doesn't make sense to be, you know, with a woman at that time of the night and sleeping in the same bed and all these things, right? It's important that you two have strict, um, what, what is it called, boundaries and things like, of that nature. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I had to overemphasize that <laughs> because it's really important to look at the character of people and vice versa. It's not only men that, you know, are trying to sleep with women. I'm sure there's some women out there that do try to pressure men into sleeping with them too. So those are things to look out for. If a woman says she's Christian, but she is trying to tempt you and, you know, cause you to stumble, then that's not a woman you want to be with. It's just still, she doesn't honor herself, right? know if if someone doesn't honor her, herself i don't think they're gonna honor a man honestly just like if someone doesn't love themselves they can't love someone else um okay so let's go on to first 14 and 15 <laughs> i'm sorry let's go on to 15 right i like this part where boaz gave her food for naomi and so yeah it just shows how generous he was right he gave her gifts and so men it's important to give your woman gifts right women love gifts i'm sure men of course they love gifts too but 
give your woman gifts, right? Let her know that, okay, I can take care of you. When you're courting her, when you're dating her, bring her some, you know, give her gifts. Be a generous man. Be a provider. Give her money sometimes. Like, these are just things that, you know, again, you don't have to, but just, you know, those are things that women would like. Um, be a generous man, right? And Boaz was definitely generous. He was very, very generous. And, and all throughout Ruth, you saw his generosity. He always gave her food. He always gave her um, water and just anything she needed and give her extras to take home to her mom. And so Boaz was generous. He's over here seen giving Ruth gifts. This is, this is barley that he was able to use to make money, but instead he wanted to give it to her. And so it's important that as a man, you're giving your woman gift. And also women, you can give a man gift as well too. And so we're going to go on to verse 18. I'm going to read in the message translation. It's Naomi said, sit back and relax, my daughter, until we find out how things turn out. This man isn't going to waste any time. Mark my words, he's going to get everything wrapped up today. And so um, after Ruth left Boaz, she went home and, you know, Naomi was like, how did it go? Tell me the tea was, was you know, what happened? The gossip, <laughs> not gossip, but just the tea as in like the news or whatever to inform her. And so Ruth is telling Naomi everything that happened and that Boaz gave me barley. He was so kind. And I told him everything he told me to do. And I did everything he told me to do, et cetera, et cetera. And then so Naomi was saying that, okay, Ruth, be patient. Because Ruth, maybe it's at this time, she's like some women, you know, stressing like, is he going to marry me? Is he going to do this? And Ruth was just being comforted by Naomi saying that Naomi told her, don't worry, Boaz is a man that is going to act fast. And the reason I love this is because Boaz does not play games. He knew what he wanted and he was not going to waste any time on making Ruth his wife. And so what that tells me, ladies, is that look for a man who... It's a man of his words and a man that does not play games. Men and women, if you got to ask if this person likes me, chances are they don't. Because when a man and a, or a woman likes you, or mostly a man, right? Because men are pursuers. But when a man likes you, woman, you would not be confused. You would not have to question if he likes me or if he whatever. He will pursue you. He will make his intentions so clear as day that there'll be no confusion. And so Boaz was that man. He was not willing to wait. He was going to handle that matter the next day, today, right? He was so interested in making Ruth her wife, that his wife, that he wasn't willing to play games. He recognized that this woman was a woman of noble character. This was a good woman. She was nurturing. She was kind. She was caring. He recognized all these wifely qualities in her. And because of that, he wanted to make her his wife. And so men, if you're a guy that plays games, right, please stop, <laughs> right? Please stop playing games with these women. Do not be confusing, right? Let a woman know your intentions. Be clear. Be straightforward with her. If you don't like her like that, let her know. You know, if you, um, uh, whatever, I don't know, <laughs> just be, just be clear with your intentions and women, that's how you can recognize your husband because your husband's not going to play games with you he's not going to be confusing if you got a question if he likes you or his 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 intentions then chances are he's not serious you would never have to question when a man truly likes you and wants to make you his wife he'll let it be known that's for sure okay so moving on to the last chapter verses one to six i'm not gonna read the whole thing i'm gonna give a summary so anyways uh like i said boaz does not waste no time so the next day he went to the council and he was just letting them know like hey this is the next of line to marry ruth and to get the property of ruth's 
um, the sea's husband, right? And so he told the man that, go ahead and do your duties and so forth. And so the man decided that, okay, I'm going to buy the land. Then when Boaz added, the land comes with Ruth. You got to make her your wife. The guy was like, actually, you know what? I'm good. Like, I don't want, I don't want it because I'm not, I don't want to marry Ruth. He just knew Ruth was not for her. And so what that tells me is that you would know who is for you, right? And um, what's meant for you will always find a way to work out despite the opposition slash challenges that might face. So the challenges was that, Boaz had the, the risk of another man deciding I'm going to marry Ruth. But then this was a you know challenging, confusing, odd situation, but still everything worked out because Boaz and Ruth were meant for one another. And so everything worked out, right? So do not be worried when you do have challenges that comes up, right? If that's the person that is supposed to be for you, despite what you all go through, things are going to find a way to work out somehow. And so just be assured of that. And then lastly, we're going to go down to verse 10. Um, okay, so it just, you know, Boaz was just letting everyone know to the witnesses that I've acquired Ruth as my wife and the property of her deceased husband. And he was just proudly announcing that to the, uh, the witnesses that were there. And I like this because Boaz was proudly announced announcing Ruth as his wife, right? And so what that tells me, women, is that a man is not going to hide you, right? You're not going to be a secret. He'll be proud to have you as his woman, right? And you would know because he'll introduce you to his friends, his family. Um, you won't be a secret. Same thing for you men. If a woman... likes you there be no confusion just like um a woman would know a man likes her the same would apply for a man as well she'll introduce you to her friends her family everyone would know about you you won't be a secret and so i'm just gonna go ahead and end right there i hope you all enjoyed this message i enjoyed actually studying this and learning about it you know i love love and i'm a romance at heart <laughs> romantic i'm sorry and i just love the topic of love and it's so interesting to look at it from a biblical way and just you know learn how godly marriages are supposed to be and how god calls us to be in marriage and the things that he calls us to prepare for in our single season so again use your singleness to prepare and to plan for the wife that you want to be to prepare for the husband that you want to be because once you do get married it's not the time to prepare it's a time to practice the skills that you're, you're, you're um you know gain is the time to show this person hey i've been working in my secret time i've been actually developing and becoming the person that god wanted me to be um so yeah we're gonna well before i close out in prayers my next time recording is going to be february 19th so this will be after valentine's day um i really enjoyed this love series you know there's so many love stories in the bible so um if i'm called to do more i'll do more you know whatever I really enjoyed it and I hope you all did too and you know learn something whether it's confirmation reassurance or whatever I hope you all enjoyed it um so yeah let's go ahead go ahead and close out in prayers Heavenly Father I thank you so much for this awesome day I thank you for just your awesome words God and just teaching us how to love and how to have a good relationship and what to look out for and not to accept in a relationship a godly relationship Lord I pray for all those that are in a season of 
waiting god i pray that you give them patience lord i pray that you give them patience to wait throughout the season i know waiting can be so annoying difficult and challenging but god i know that with your strength we can do any and everything god so i pray that they wait and not just to rush into the wrong relationships and the wrong decisions but that you allow them to discern their spouse god i pray that you open up their eyes so that they can recognize their wives their husbands lord god and you make it clear i also pray that you develop your children god to have the qualities that they need to have in order to be the good spouse to the good spouses that they're going to have god let them grow in the season let them develop in the season let them work and just be faithful in what you've asked them to do god so that when their season is here they won't miss it god they'll recognize it and they'll be able to grace smoothly into that season and transition at peace and at ease lord god i thank you so much for marriages that are going to happen this year and for the years to come i pray that you bless them god may they bear fruit into your kingdom May they be godly marriages. May they be marriages that are strengthened, God, and marriages that are ordained at the right time, God, by the ordainer, by the creator, God, which is you. So, Lord God, I thank you so much for everything. I thank you for your love, your peace, your patience, your kindness with us, God. Let your message bear fruit into this word, God, and just do your will um, as always. I love you, God. I thank you. I praise in your most holy name, Jesus. Amen. Okay, bye, everyone. Talk to you later. Thank you.